This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone. It's Sunday evening, which means it's one thing. It's Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and I'm joined by Figures Fog, uh, Mr. Sean Calvert, who's been traveling around the world, come back from Marseille last week. Um, looking Before we go last week, Marseille, he would give us some picks last week. Of, so unlucky, but um, that's been the story of the year so far. But first of all, yeah. how are you, mate? How, 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 how was Marseille? What was it like? It looked quite nice. I've never been called Phileas Fogg before. That's, I've been <laughs> called a lot of things in my time, as you can probably imagine, but um, never Phileas Fogg. Phileas Fognini. Uh, Mr. Fognini. You guys got us a nice winner last week, didn't yeah, you, yeah. Fabio? Um, it's, it's good, actually. I, I thought Marseille was nice. It reminded me, I think I said on one of the shows, or I said to you, it reminded me quite a bit of... Um, of Naples, actually, that sort of kind that that kind of vibe to it. You don't really get to see, you know, much of the city when you go on these trips because you you're constantly sort of to and from the tennis. You only get to see little bits, and I, I did get to see a little do a little bit of sightseeing on Saturday. I went over to see the Chateau d'If, which is not very far at all off the coast of Marseille. It only takes about ten minutes to get there by boat, uh, and a few other little bits and pieces that I could do with that are in walking distance of where I was. But yeah, I liked it. I liked the vibe. It was quite a nice place. I'd uh, I'd definitely go back to it. Yeah, it's good. And the tennis, we're absolutely right with Bonzi. What a great call that was. But unfortunately today, couldn't take them set points. It looked like he had chances and just never capitalised. And unfortunately, just got the place money. But that's that's a great tip. 12 and a half to one, winner on the place money is good. I I think it's the best that that could have been done. I mean, if you look at the results that have taken place in the last sort of few weeks, it's all favourites. All number one seeds winning. Uh, There's been nothing. Only Yi Bing Wu winning, winning Dallas, which with the best will in the world, I don't think anybody's backed that. Um, other than that, it's been all it's been all favourites, hasn't it? It's been all top seeds, one the one seed, number two seed contesting the finals. It's been there's been there's been nothing of of what I'm what I usually try to do, which is is, is back the big price, um, bigger price ones each way. And I think Bonzi uh, is the best we could have done. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed actually in the final. I thought he gave I thought he gave her cash a little bit too much respect in that first set. I thought he, maybe that was nerves. Obviously playing in the final in his home city. Uh, that may have been a factor, but I just thought he gave Cash too much respect. Didn't didn't really test him. He wasn't really aggressive enough until the second set. And like you say, he could have he could have won that second set. Mm. He had three set points. To be fair, Hercash saved them pretty well with big serves, and there wasn't really much he could do. But that's it. That's the way it goes. You know, another another number one seed winning, and that's that's been the story of February, really. I think at the end of the day, though, I mean, people look at you, we had a, we had a free shot in the final. We bet someone at twenty five to one. We've been paid out as a twelve and a half to winner. Which is three times more than people have been paid out on Hercast to win the tournament. So we've actually done better yeah, yeah. than the people who bet the winner. So that's the beauty of each way betting. And obviously, a lot of American bettors aren't used to each way betting. And the, you know, it's not it's a new thing. Bet Rivers offer that on the tennis tournament, which is fantastic in these, these kind of events. So yeah, definitely. Well, you know, it, 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 it was a great pick. The the reasoning was superb. 
just didn't win the big points that could have made it very, very different. And I think that's, you know, this is the story of the season. But with all that bad luck and with all the, you know, we, we've had a lot of bad luck. We're only eight units down. We've got three tournaments this week. That's one good day. One good day we yeah. get that. Yeah, so it's if not a worry. If you're not miles down in January and February, I think you're doing all right, to be honest. Unless you're back in these favourites. As I say, all favourites have won, haven't they, in, in February? Pretty much pretty much every tournament, every week. And there's been a lot of tournaments all gone the way of the favourites. Our time will come with these bigger prices, for sure. Absolutely. I was actually more gutted about Jerry than Bonzi. Yeah. He had Alcaraz Again. on the ropes. He should have won. Yeah. Should have beaten Alcaraz. Alcaraz was injured, should have beaten him. Fact. Yeah. That's that's kind of how it's been, isn't it? You know, all you can do is pick these guys, pick the right prices. We're still getting the right prices. I think we're still making the right bets. It's just, you know, the luck isn't quite going with us this year as it as it was for, for much of last year. But as I said, we didn't do this show this time last year. So yeah, it's well, it's always tough. It is always tough, February. I said it numerous times, it's tough. You know, we were I was pleased that Bonzi got through to the final. I'm I'm happy with that. And you know, there's there's an awful long way to go in this season, yeah. Exactly. Only in February. We're going to get it all back. It's not a problem. But last week, again, was a very, very unlucky week. But it was a profitable week. That's the main yeah. thing. Making profit each week. That's all it counts. Uh, we'll talk about Jerry a bit later. I think he's got a chance this week. But uh, we'll talk about him a bit later. There's three tournaments uh, this week. One of them is in Dubai, the ATP 500 event. The other ATP 500 event is Acapulco. Uh, which is good field there, and the final event is Chile. At the time of recording this, um, a lot of lines and match bets are out for Dubai and in Mexico, but the lines in Chile are coming out a little bit late. Uh, so check out the Bet Rivers website. Sean will give you some opinions that he likes and some sort of matchups he likes and some uh, outright picks, but just check the website a little bit nearer the time for the matches in Santiago and Chile. Uh, let's start with Dubai. Um, mm. I'm heading to Dubai on uh, on Tuesday morning, which is um, you get the good of... gigs, don't you? Well, you, <laughs> but I, I, um, I, twenty eight degrees I, all week, sitting wow. there in the sun. Well, it's tough work, you know. It's tough. It's yeah. a tough gig. Some of us have got to do that. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm looking forward. To, obviously, I'm looking forward. So I'll be there Thursday, Friday, uh, and I'm going to try to go Wednesday evening as well. So I'll be at the tennis on Thursday, Friday. Check out because we win. On the Twitter page, I'll be doing uh, some live reports from there, like Sean had done for the last couple of tournaments he's been on. But let's have a look at the Dubai tournament. Talk about heavy favourites. Talk about the favourites winning many tennis mm. matches at the moment and winning tournaments. We've got a very, very heavy favourite in Dubai. We've got Novak Djokovic, a five-time winner of this event, the duty, Dubai Duty Free Tennis Championship. He's the number one seed. Number two seed is Andre Rublev. Uh, number three series, Rublev is a defending champion. Number three is the man in four, Daniel Medvedev, who looks to be playing Djokovic, if the seniors go well, in the semifinals. He's won back-to-back tournaments. Well, Felix Auger-Alessin going through a bit of a rocky patch at the moment. Four, he's number four seed. Number five seed, we have Herbert Herkas looking at back-to-back tournaments. Uh, it's been a long, lot of travel, a bit of a travel across from the south of France to Dubai. And number six seed is uh, Kevin Kachinov, a man who turns on the style in the Grand Slams within these tournaments. Doesn't really give up live, uh, live up to the expectation. Um, before we look at the outright market, give us uh, your opinion. Give us the weather forecast. I, I, I was going to pack some mm. jumpers. I was going to pack some some sort of um, overcoats and stuff like that. So, you know, but, you know, now you're telling me that I might have to put the shorts in, swimming trunks. I think you should. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's well, that's that's good. That's good news. I think you should. It's going to be between twenty six and thirty all week and sunny every day. So you'll be oh, absolutely fine there. If you oh, can struggle it. through that week, you know, just you know, do your best in the that's trying it. circumstances. Yeah, you know, I'll try. I'll try my best, mate. 
as far as the tournament conditions are concerned, it's not not a favourite of mine. This neither is Acapulco. Very few underdogs win. Only twenty seven percent over the last ten years have won in Dubai. Conditions are normally it's it's quite an anomaly. It's not one of those anomaly tournaments. It's ostensibly it's quick conditions on a Deco Turf two outdoor hard court. Um, Novak Djokovic described it last year as playing very quick. I think he's, if I remember rightly, he said it was the quickest he'd, he'd seen it last year. Um, but it produces very, very few tie breaks. Only 30% of the matches um, in Dubai over the last 10 years have featured a tie break, which Any is... Any reasoning for that, Sean? Is there anything that you, you, you I, put down that to? I think it's just the fact that the ball does fly quite quickly in this thin desert air. I think it's hard to control. I think it's 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 quick. The conditions are quick, but I think it's it's, it's difficult to control the ball in in these um, conditions in the desert. I think that that's the reason that I tend to lean on when I'm thinking about Dubai and the lack of tie breaks. The other reason is that a lot of the matches, or a fair few of the matches, are played at night, mm. and as you'll as you'll appreciate in a few days, it's going to get quite a lot colder mm. uh, in the evening and quite a bit cooler. So I think there's two factors there that. That mean there are very few tie breaks. I mean, thirty percent is is very very low for a for a quick outdoor hardcore tournament. So it's the night, the night sessions colder and it's wind it does get quite windy as well. Um, so it's not always that easy to hold serve as often as you would think. So those are factors. They also use the quite light, or the, they usually use the quite light Wilson U.S. Open balls here, which which do tend to fly a bit as well. So it makes it a little bit hard to control. Um, if we're looking at the averages, it only it, it averages 79% holds of serve over the last seven years and 72.4% for serve points one. So quickish. It, it does vary though. Some years it's been 83% holds, some years it's been down as low as sort of 74, 75. So it's a lot will depend on the conditions, the wind. Um as far as trends are concerned, um it's been won by one of the top four seeds. It was won by one of the top four seeds for 13 straight years from 2003. Sorry, 2008 to 2021. It was always won by one of the top four seasons until uh, Aslan Karatsev won it in 2020, uh, 2022, I think that was. Mm-hmm. Um, no qualifiers had ever made the Dubai final from the start of the tournament in 1993 until Lloyd Harris made the final in 2021. And then Vesely, Yuri Vesely, you probably remember last year, made the final, 150 to 1, beat Djokovic, didn't he, last year. Um, so 250 to one shots have made the final in the last in the last couple of years. But prior to that, it's, it's been favourites all the way. Yeah, let's have a look at the betting. And obviously, we say it's all about favourites and how the uh, the favourites have dominated. Novak Djokovic is a very very heavy favourite to win in Dubai for a sixth time. He's minus 150. Daniel Medvedev back to back tournaments, and we've talked about the perils of betting pl- players who've won back-to-back tournaments. Felix Auger seen one back-to-back tournaments last year. Rightly tail ended and he ran out of legs in the semi-finals in Paris. Uh, talking to Felix Auger, sorry, talking about Felix Auger Aliassim. He's the third favourite at plus 800. Andre Rublev is 1,200. Kane Kachanov at plus 1,600. Hooper Herkas looking to win back-to-back. He's plus 2,000. Leheka, 2,000. How he Got beat by Andy Murray. I, I, I'll never know. I bet him in play. I bet him in play three times. He had five match points, and I, I, I saw it. Yeah. I still. Can't so I was walking believe. back in Marseille. And I had it on the video, and I was walking back down the street. I'd, yeah, for, uh, forty love wasn't he? Surfer at forty love up. Yeah, yeah. I bet him. I bet him three times in play at minus one ten, and um, during stages of the game, and I, I still can't believe how he's going to recover from that game. I, I think he's a fade in the first round match, but we'll come on to that. His first round opponent is the man who's next to in the betting, Alexander Zverev, uh, plus 2,500. Also someone who was beaten by Andy Murray last week. Borna Chorich, uh, a player that you 
picked uh, a couple of weeks back, but had to pull out from injury. And that man, Andy Murray, uh, 4,500. I mean, how on earth he's going to be able to to compete here? I, I've got absolutely no idea. But um, there it is. Um, there doesn't seem to be much depth, does there, in terms of um, players outside those 10, you know, and, and even, even the players that we've got there, there's question marks about a lot of them, isn't there, really? Yeah, I, I I don't like this as an outright proposition. Um, the reason, the main reason I don't like it is because it's one third the odds on the each way, right? Which I never like. And you, you often get this, don't you, when you've got a short price favourite? Mm-hmm. Everybody puts the outrights in at a third the odds. Which in Bet Rivers' defence, in Bet Rivers' defence, and uh, I'm talking, you know, I've been a, a I've, for many years. Many people didn't know me. I was actually a tennis. Odds compiler, and I spent a lot of time doing odds compiler. It's absolutely right to be a third one too. It, oh yeah, it, I'm not saying it isn't. I just say it's, it it's bad for, for betters. It's bad for betters, but the margin people bet to, to on, on the opposite half of the draw in tournaments with a minus money favorite. If anybody goes a half the odds one two, that's the time to capitalize. Uh, and a third one two is the right thing. And a lot of books don't actually offer any each, each way of, uh, options in tournaments like this. So. It's it's not great for us betters, but from a bookmaker's mm. perspective, it's definitely the right thing to do. Yeah, I think it is. It's just it it just makes some of the bets I was considering much less appealing. You know, if you're looking at someone like catching off, let, let's say he's about twenty to one. You know, instead of getting ten to one the place, you're only getting well seven to one, six seven to one. Mm-hmm. It just it, it's just and that's that would put me off backing someone like Sean off at that price. I think it's a difficult one. I mean, Djokovic is is the likely winner isn't he in so many ways I mean he's won 43 of his 50 matches here he's got an 86% win rate um, obviously he's going to be highly motivated we're, make, we're making the assumption aren't we that he's not going to be allowed into the States to play Indian Wells and Miami unless something's changed in the last few hours few days which I don't think it has as far as I'm aware that he he's not allowed in those two tournaments so this is obviously one he's going to want to win, isn't it? It's not just he's not going to be using this as a warm up for those two masses one thousand to one because he's he's probably not going to be allowed in them. Um, so there's that motivation factor, and he's he's got a great record here. Obviously, well rested after the Australian Open, after that minor injury that he had. Uh, the top, I mean, the top half of the draw is is tough, isn't it? You got obviously Medvedev in there as well. Um, it just doesn't appeal to me as an outright betting proposition, to be honest. I'm not I'm not taking an outright in this one. I was actually contemplating Kachanov. I was he was the I one was, I thought, but the, he the was third the one put thought, me off. Yeah, I, he was the one I thought but obviously he's got a tough first round match against Van der Sandschlup. If he I gets through that, that, I think I think he's injured Bottic. He's he's oh, okay. been complaining about injury and he's he's looked even more lackluster than usual lately and he said he had a I think it was a groin or a quad problem something like that. He's got definitely got some sort of leg issue. I think he'll win that but I'm not. I'm not backing him at sort of six, seven to one. The place, I don't think he was. The, well, you know, he he was my lean. So obviously, that each way ruling of being a third the odds one two does take a lot of the uh, the potential for betters here. But you know, absolutely right from Bet Rivers to be offering the third one two. Uh, Kachanov is sixteen hundred if you want to look for him. But I think that I I thought in the bottom half of the draw, I was looking for somebody to make the final. Kachanov would be the man. The heck is a possibility as well if he can get over the. Do you think he can get over that match? I think. He might, he might not. It just depends. I mean, it depends on the sort of personality he is. I don't, I don't know him that well to, to be able to kind of. Oh, me and, me and um, the Hecker are good buddies. We go, me and, we I mean, I haven't seen enough of him in those situations. Oh, right, I haven't okay. seen him kind of 
um, suffer a defeat like that. And then I haven't seen his reaction after that yet. So we're kind of guessing a bit. It, it might be that he's the kind of guy that can just shrug it off. It might be the kind of guy that it stays with him for weeks. I don't know. We don't know yet because he hasn't really been in that position before. But if he does beat Zverev, and the, uh, the stats of, of 2023 so far would suggest that he would be able to beat Zverev. He's already beaten once this season. The United Cup beat him pretty easily. So he, if he's looking at it positively, which I'm sure his team are telling him to, you know, he's he's got another chance here in a big tournament against a player he's beaten before. And he's, he, had, he does have a chance of making the final. You know, it, it's it, Kashanov and, and Le Hecker would be the two that I'd be interested in if I was having a bet in this uh, bottom half of the draw. Quite put Le Hecker as a fade. Um, I, but I can then, see why. But, yeah, but, if it's a uh, mental thing after that, Murray. I would rather I wanted to fade him in the in the first round, but against Zverev, I wanted to fade Zverev as well. So it was a game that I didn't want to have any any opinion on. Still one of the yeah. matches. We've got uh, four matches here that uh, we're going to discuss. Um, again, I think it's going to be hard to for picks here, unfortunately. Uh, Alexander Zverev and that Leheka game as we started them. Uh, Zverev is a uh, outsider here, minus one hundred six. Leheka is minus one eighteen. Maximin Cressy plus 220 against Felix Auger Aliassime minus 278. That could be a long games match there. Ruzavora is minus 200 against Christopher O'Connell at plus 160. And Herbert Herkas minus 165 against Andy Murray plus 132. Herkas obviously come through winning and traveling back to the Middle East from traveling to the Middle East from the south of France after a tournament win. Not ideal. And Andy Murray, after playing not only that game, uh, making the final against Medvedev, not only the game against Leheka, he played some really, really long games and he's been playing a lot of long oh, games. Yeah. So they look, they really mm. do look tough games to call, matches to call. I really, I, I could fade all eight of them. You think this is tough? You can try Acapulco. Um, you've, been going, you've been going loco today. I mean, you would be if you backed underdogs yeah. there over the last 10 years, 27% <laughs> of them winning or whatever it was. You'd be, you'd be very unhappy. Um, looking at the first one, just we touched on it a minute ago. There, uh, Leheker against um, Zverev. I mean, on on all the stats, as I said so far this season, Leheker is is comfortably ahead. Service points one sixty nine percent compared to sixty five percent. Return points one slightly ahead thirty five to thirty four. So he's got a five point advantage in terms of service points one, return points one at main level so far this season. In terms of service holds, he's held to eighty eight percent of the time. Leheker Zverev's down at seventy nine point four percent. Um, and he's also broken serve more often, 17.5% compared to 144 So he's got a big advantage there. And he also beat Zverev earlier on in this season in the United Cup, although it, it does have to be said that that was one of Zverev's early matches on his comeback from that injury he had last year. So the stats point to, to Leheka. But that said, he was a seven he was a, a 7.09 chance last time he played Zverev, which was only... You know, not even a couple of months ago. <laughs> now he's what is he? One point, just one point nine, something yeah. like that. I want to back the hecker here on the stats, but I, I'm just not sure it's value. And like you say, that that looming spectre of of the the mental side of things after that loss to Murray could could also play a part as well. If I was having a bet, I would I would certainly take the hecker, but I just I just think it's too short based on that that yeah. meltdown that he had last week. Yeah, I think that's a that's a real tough match to call. I think it's a game in play. I think watch the game, see how they start. 
see if Leica starts nervously, see if he starts confidently, and you, you'll, you'll probably tell what kind of, what state of mind he's going to be in the first couple of games. But pre pre match, I think that's really really hard. Akrashi against Orge Aliassim. I know you've been you've been against Orge Aliassim quite a lot in recent weeks. I think you uh, you're of the opinion that his stats and these kind of outdoor mm. hard conditions aren't that good. And not enough to justify him at minus sort of three dollars or around that kind of price, but he plays an opponent in Cressy. He's playing all. We, we've said it last season, and we say it this season as well. He's he's in every tournament every week. He never has to break mm. this lad. He must be absolutely. It's February. He must be absolutely exhausted. Well, I think he's going to have a break for the entire clay season, isn't he? So oh, he, yeah. he should be fine. He's not. He's not going to. He's not going to do much between about sort of April and, and sort of June. I don't think. Um, the reason I've gone against Felix is in in recent matches, in recent weeks, um, partly because of his his stats on outdoor hard weren't that great. They still aren't that great. It's also because he's he tends to be a slow starter in tournaments, and he's some of these tournaments he's never played before. He's never played Dubai before. He hadn't played Doha before, um, and I was perfectly happy to take him on. We're really unlucky with that Jason Kubler bet, weren't we? He won the first set, went favourite for the match, and didn't cover four and a half. Because he has such a, a poor second set that that's a bet, another another bet that should have won that didn't. Um, I just think this is a, as as the first matches go at a tournament, Cressy is not really what you want, is it? Because you know the conditions here, as I've said, they can be tricky. The wind does get up; it does it can swirl around. As I said, the ball is also hard to control. That Wilson, the light Wilson balls, and it's a quick surface. So you would think that if the, if this match is played in the daytime, I'm not sure if it's going to be yet, but if it is. You would certainly fancy Cressy to do some things. They played once before, which was at Wimbledon. I think it was last season. Uh, and Cressy won. And there was a, the match took four hours and ten minutes. And Felix created one break point in four hours and ten minutes. He didn't take that. Um, so you wouldn't be confident in an opening match on debut in a new tournament in, in, in conditions where it isn't that easy to control the ball. And the ball does come flying off the surface. You wouldn't fancy Felix to, to win this comfortably. I quite like the idea. I've I've taken a a view here that I think Felix is going to win this one eventually. So I quite like the two sets to one here, three point four with Bet Rivers. That's that's my play in that one. I was I was looking at the total games, thinking if it's scheduled in the early early matches, then the total games could definitely be over twenty two and a half, which have been pitched at. So uh, is it twenty two and a half? Um, let me double check. It's normally sure. twenty four and a half, isn't it? With him, let me double check. Twenty two and a half. If you come on, you come on to the. Um, I might look at the wrong one, but I've, I've written down twenty two and a half here. But if you, we've gone to the next game, and I'll find the lines with Bet Rivers on that Cressy or Jalisi match. Next one we've got is Ruzavora against Christopher O'Connell, where Ruzavora mm. is minus two dollars. Yeah, I just think this is too short because O'Connell's in, suddenly out of nowhere. He's found some fabulous form. Played great last week in Doha. Almost beat Medvedev. Which is which is great form in the form that Medvedev is in at the moment. He did beat Roberto Bautista Agut. From there, a great week there. He's gone on to qualify here, beat Halis in qualifying. So he's had two matches under his belt in qualifying, and now he's playing Rusev Wari, who I, I'm not, I'm not sold on him in these sort of outdoor windy conditions. If it does get get windy and get swirly here, um, O'Connell's used to it now. He's played last week. It's normally pretty windy in Doha. He played. Numerous matches, numerous sets there last week, didn't he, in um, in Doha. Now he's played a couple of matches in qualifying here. He should be well used to the conditions. Um, I just think he's a possibility. Maybe just a squeak too short for me. I'd want a slightly bigger price, but I definitely wouldn't be back in Rusev Wari at, um, at the price he is. I, I prefer him on indoor hard. He might The conditions, if it's, just, if it's not windy, it might be all right, but 
I would I would not be backing him at that price. Not not for me. Not no way. No, Rusevoy, uh a very short private favourite, minus two dollars against Christopher O'Connor, who's coming into some form at plus one sixty, as Sean said. Uh I just checked the line that you're right, Sean, it is twenty four and a half. It was the game below that is twenty two and a half. I've written twenty two yeah, and a half. Getting, looking... You're getting twenty two and a half credit, you're doing all right. Yeah, twenty four and a half is the line over twenty four and a half is minus one fourteen and under twenty four and a half is minus one twelve. The game below was another interesting game. Daniel Evans against Warner Corwich. That game is pitched at twenty two and a half. I read the wrong. Two one. injured guys. Tough one to call that is, isn't it? Every, every single player in Dubai. I'm looking at it and I've got <laughs> no, no, don't fancy him. He's injured. Don't fancy him. He's absolutely exhausted. He's played too much tennis. He's won back to back tournaments. There's no one left in it. Kachanov is the only Kachanov and Djokovic are the only two I've got left on the list every single one of them I can put a line through final game Herbert Herkas minus 165 against Andy Murray plus 132 now before we go on about this game Mm. talk about Andy Murray for one minute I mean yeah, you're a big tennis fan and a sports fan and you know we spent our whole life involved in sport and betting and stuff like that from Mm. a British perspective we're both British guys, Andy Murray. I mean, what? I mean, last week he cost me a lot of money by, by saving five match points. But for for me, I think he's the number one British sports star with, that we've ever produced, in my opinion. I think I, his, his determination and what he's doing, the performance he's putting in, his, his role at the at the Australian Open, you know, his match against Kokonakis and his his performances there defies belief. I mean, yeah. just, just, he's just an insane competitor, incredible uh, in competitor, and it's brilliant to see him doing so well, isn't it? Yeah, he just, he just doesn't, he just doesn't want to lose. He's, he's the same person he was when he was a kid. You know, wants to win every game, wants, wants to win every match, every set. Doesn't want to lose. Doesn't want to think about losing. And and why, why not? You know, this, he, he had what we all thought was a career-ending injury, didn't he? Now he's come back, metal hip. It's just, it's just astonishing what he's doing. Is absolutely astonishing. Incredible. Every every match, you know, I'm I'm sort of betting him in play every match when he's losing. It's it's almost free money at the moment just to back Murray when his match points down or about because you know he's not going to give up, and you know the other guy knows that on the other side of the net. I think that I think that played with Lehecker last last week. He just thought, oh, God, it's Murray again. Match points. He, he's not going to give up. He will not. He will not go down. This guy. You know, and you got to take your hat off to him. It's it's absolutely great to see. It really is. Can he win? Can he win on uh, against Herkash? Yeah, it's well. It's going to be very difficult um, for Herkash to come from indoor conditions. No wind, particularly. Well, obviously, no wind at all to go into to Dubai, where it is often very, very windy. It's hard to do. Medvedev talked about it last week, going from Rotterdam to Doha. Very tricky to do. I do like the over two and a half sets again here with Murray. Um, I've bet it a couple of times recently. Only two of Murray's last ten matches have ended in straight sets. He very rarely does he does he keep his his good level throughout the match. There's always one set where he just the level just drops, but the competitive in him it won't it, he won't allow himself to go away. So he he fights back up again, and the level level finds itself again against it. Should have been, but uh, should have been beaten by Zverev last week. Refused to lose, hung around, hung around, hung around, got his chance and took it. Um, the head to head stats. Between Murray and Herkash, they're absolutely dead level. Nothing in it at all. Murray's had more time to prepare because his final was was the day before. Herkash only played this afternoon, hasn't he? He's, he's got to come now from Marseille. Um, he's also defending semi-final points here, isn't he, Herkash? So he's he's not going to want to 
go out with a whimper in the first round. I, I just think this has got long game, two and a half sets written all over it. I, I quite like this plus 130 of Bet Rivers on this. Yeah, plus 130, uh, a long game for Sean Hercash against the incredible Andy Murray. Uh, we move on quickly to Acapulco. You find it very hard to find a winner there. I'm not surprised at all. Carlos Alcaraz is the favorite there. He is uh, plus $3. He's in action currently in the final in Rio. Uh, the draw, Alcaraz is number one seed, number two seed, Kasper Ruud, uh, number three, Taylor Fritz, number four, Holger Runa. Uh, number five seed, we have Cam Norrie, who's his finalist again against Alcaraz. Uh, seven seed, Tommy Paul, and number six, Francis Tierfo. A lot of Americans have got a good chance here, haven't they? A lot of American players involved. If you look at the tournament winners here, it's been dominated by the big players. Nadal won it last year, won it in 2020 as well. Nick Kyrgios, a recent winner, and Zverev. Um what are your thoughts here? What are the conditions going to be like first? And what are your thoughts on the outright market? Yeah, it's a sl- it's slow conditions here as, uh, in, in Acapulco. It's a soul flex outdoor hardcore. It's it's a slow, a high bouncing outdoor hardcore. Cam Norrie was was loving it here last year. He said, oh, it's great. It's very slow, very bouncy. Makes for a lot of physical matches. You know, it's not it's not easy to hit winners consistently on this surface. It's it's a It's a tough one. Um, again, only 32% of the matches have featured a tiebreak uh, in the last nine years here. Only 78% holds of serve, just under 72% first serve points won. So it's it's anything but quick here. It's going to be sunny though, 30C uh, all week and sunny um, there. So it, as far as the trends are concerned, there's only been one top seed winner since the tournament moved from clay to hard courts, which was in, I think, 2014. And that was Nadal. No other top seeds uh, won it since then. No qualifiers ever made the final. Quite a few big price winners and finalists here. Sam Query won it at 70s. Kyrgios at 50s. Fritz made the final at 50s. Norrie was a 33 to 1 finalist last year. That's all in the last six years. Um, I just think we have to take on Alcaraz here, don't we? I think we have to. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, back to he's back not even finished in Rio yet, has he? Absolutely. So let's have a look at the outright mark here. Our, uh, last week, Carlos Alcaraz started as a minus money favourite. That's not around here. Plus $3. Will he play? There's something. Will he play? We've got to find out. Why not? Play. Uh, Taylor Fritz is plus 400, just winning, obviously, in uh, Delray Beach. A tournament win there. Holger Runa, plus 500. Casper Ruud at 600. Berrettini. At 800, uh, Francis TFO 900, Denis Shapovalov 1300, Tommy Paul 1400, Cam Norrie uh, back to back finals uh, 1500, and Brandon Nakashima at 2000. What do you like here? Uh, I like Nakashima, top half each way, 20 to 1. I like this a lot. Um, his, stats, his stats are comparable to the top 20 uh, players based on last season's uh, service points, one and return points, when he's right up there with, I say, the top 20 guys. Hasn't played much this season. Played a five-setter in the Australian Open. Lost to Mackenzie McDowell. He's not played since then. He had a slight knee issue, I think. I know he was training hard at the IMG Academy last week. Um, he's won in slow conditions before. He won San Diego. I know that's his home tournament, but it's still played on a slow, hard court, similar to this one. I think it's going to be really tough to hit winners past past Nakashima uh, in these sort of conditions. He should beat Altmaier in his first match. And then he would probably, uh, well, he may have Alcaraz. He may not. He may have Mackenzie McDonald again. Um, I'm more than happy at that price to take Nakashima and, and just make the assumption that Alcaraz either won't show up or he'll show, show up kind of half-heartedly. He's got to make the transition from clay to hard as well, as well as having been exhausted over the last two weeks. So I think Alcaraz is definitely fade this week. Alcaraz plus 300, uh, definitely. I, 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 I don't think he'll play. We'll see We'll see how he gets on tonight. If he goes into a long game tonight, carrying injury. I've got one in the bottom half as well. Yeah, go on quickly, go on. Yeah, I've taken Jeff Wolf in the bottom half, 33 to 1. 
Um, not convinced about Diminor uh, in these sort of slow conditions. Cam Norrie, again, going to be exhausted, you would think. Berrettini's hardly played this season. R- Rude's hardly played this season. Um, Holger Rune's got a wrist injury. Uh, 33-1. to 1. Wolf has won 15 of his last 21 matches. Should have gone deeper than he actually did in Dallas. He should have beaten Jonas in the semifinals to make the, to make the final. I think it was the semis to make the final there. Um, Isner just hung around and just nicked it off him. His form's good. He uh, he qualified here last year, actually, Jeff Wolf, um, and then beat Sonego in the first round, then got beat easy by Sitsipas in the next round. I just think 33 to 1 each way in 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 this half of the draw with these players in it that are, I'm not sold on. Berrettini in slow conditions and exhausted Norrie, injured Rune, happy to take 33s. Yeah, it could be a good week for the American players. American tennis is on the up at the moment. Taylor Fritz winning last week, uh, or sort of two weeks ago. And uh, we're going to go for two American players to do well here. Brandon Nakashima at plus 2,000 and Wolf at 3,300. We've got a few games, uh, just a few selected matches here in Acapulco. So just give us a little thoughts on those games there. We have uh, Altmaier against Nakashima, minus 240 Nakashima. Altmaier minus, uh, plus 190. Eubanks minus 455 against Filicano Lopez. He's older than me and you. He's plus 340. Hmm, Marcus, Giron, yeah, Marcus Giron is minus 165 against Michael Moe, plus, plus 133. Denis Shabavalos minus 157. Kekmanovic plus 125. Gomez against Paul minus 560. Paul and Johnny's not against Taylor Fritz in an all-American clash, which is going to be the big game uh, in there for the American betters. Taylor Fritz is the favourite at minus 315. Yeah, you'd expect Fritz to win that in these slow conditions. Um, you wouldn't think Isner would be able to do it in these sort of conditions, to be honest. I did consider Kekmanovic against Shapovalov, but it's a, I looked at the head-to-head. Shapovalov's, I think, 4-0 um, against against Kekmanovic. Kekmanovic may well win this match, but I, not not sold on the prize. Giron should beat Mo in these conditions, I would have thought. Uh, Lopez... I think he only turns up occasionally now, doesn't he? This is very, very much a, a farewell tour for him, isn't it? Uh, Nakashima should beat Altmaier if he's if he's on anything like his his form of last season and, and the, the level that we know he's capable of. Um, nothing really strikes me as exciting there in terms of betting, does it? You? To be fair, no. I it's it's a tough it's a tough one. Uh, if I was going for a bet there. I find it really, really hard to have a bet. I can't find any outsiders. I think all the favourites are decent value, and unfortunately, nothing for me. Uh, the final event we said uh, this week we have uh, over in uh, San Diego. We don't have any match bets yet, but we do have the outright markets, and the outright markets there are Lorenzo Massetti at plus 550, Sebastian Bayes plus 600, Nicholas Jarry at 700. Um, there you are, the top three. Uh, I like Nicholas Jarry here. Um, that would be my pick. I think I thought it was a great call last yeah. week. He should have beaten um, Carlos Alcaraz, and I think he's going to come here full of confidence in his game, serving well. I think plus seven hundred is the bet. What do you think? I think he might be a bit tired after that. All right, after that run in Rio, to be honest, um, it's quite possible. Yeah, he's highly motivated. He's, he's in great form. Um, I like Tablo twenty-eight to one. Got a great record here, eight-three win-loss. Um, also made the final of the Challenger here. Um, yeah, don't mind him at all, 28 to 1. He was a bit, little bit unlucky in Cordoba where he lost in the final set tie break to, to Del Bollins, but he's good in these conditions and um, happy to take him uh, at 28. I think he's a home tournament, highly motivated. I think it's a decent shout. Yeah, two home players there, Tabilo at plus 2,800, and we're going to go for Jerry at plus 700 for me. Uh, that's been it, game bet match. I'm flying off to Dubai on Tuesday. I'll be catching Roy Giovanni tomorrow to talk women's tennis, and myself and Sean will be back 
on Tuesday, me and the son in the sun, Sean in the, in the cold in London. Uh, take care, everyone, <laughs> and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. 